you know, <laughs> sometimes you need to, to listen to your feedback. And, um, well, Nikki got some feedback yesterday. And, I mean, this is the worst kind of feedback. Now, first of all, if I had been Nikki, I would not have participated in this particular race. I would, Even if I was on the ballot. She, she hasn't spent any time there or anything. And uh, she probably realizes how futile this is. But, nonetheless, it, that's the way it worked out. And she has brought so much attention on herself about, I'm going to be the this, and I'm going to be the that. And uh, it, all, it all boils down to the fact that now everybody's watching everybody, everything she does. Because sometimes she's playing the race card, and sometimes she's playing the sex card, and sometimes she's playing the, uh, you know, uh, Saturday Night Live card, whatever it is. She was... Uh, she was in on a thing in Nevada where it was a contest where delegates would not be allocated. So it was basically a popularity contest, which makes this even worse. She was on it with Tim Scott, who's dropped out of the race, and Mike Pence, who's dropped out of the race. But surely, surely, this would be a symbolic victory, right? And instead, what happens? The other ballot option, none of these candidates got the most votes. 62.9% of the vote compared to Nikki's 30.8. <laughs> Nikki's not very well liked on the text line. Nikki's paid opposition. Say it like it is. Um... This drubbing to nobody in particular. She lost to nobody. See, I get out there and I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll take it this far. I'll say, whoever gets the Republican nomination is whoever, however bad it may be, I'm voting for because I know how good Biden is. And right now it's definitely going to be Biden. Although with each and every passing day, I'm beginning to believe that the Democrats in, because they are insane are beginning to think we're going to have to prime Kamala Harris at some point. And everybody can sit back and go, Gavin Newsom, Michelle Obama. Well, you know, they're not, they're not moving. They're not budging. And if they, if they get out there and they try to do something in their own DNC, after, after, after all of these major, not, what, he got 90% of the vote somewhere in Nevada? Was it, was it Biden got 90% of the vote? After all of that, then are we are we saying we're just going to disenfranchise all of the Democratic voters that voted for, you know, the big man? This reminds me, I, I what was it called? Uh, I can't remember the name of the cartoon. They always had these disembodied heads that would be talking there that was still animated could talk, and it was a cartoon. I think it came on Fox. I can't remember. You, you guys in the text line, you'll... Uh, You'll, 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 you'll remember and you'll tell me what it is. And um, that's what she lost to. She, she lost to nothing. So the reason Trump was not on this is because this did not award any delegates. And I don't know who in Nevada thought this was a smoking hot idea to have two contests, but... He's going to get all the delegates 
in uh, in Nevada. And I I don't even know why anybody. I, I would love to know how many Republican votes were cast because I see the percentages, but how many were actually cast? Now they were already spinning this, of course. <laughs> uh, they were already spinning this because there's still some people that think Haley is a thing. And the problem is Haley's never going to be a thing. Haley could have been a thing in the early 2000s, before the Tea Party era. She could have been a thing. But she's not going to be a thing because all of the things she says are not even good retreads anymore. They're, 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 they're horrible. The optics she creates are just just stupid. Getting up there and being a Republican and going to New Hampshire and courting the Democrats and the Independents in the Republican primary. Smoking hot idea, girl. Smoking hot idea. Then she's going to come here to the first in the South, South Carolina, my home state, baby. And she's going to get smoked like a cheap have a Tampa nugget. She's just going to get smoked. So at this particular point, I don't know why she stays in the race. Better to retire and uh, you know save it for another day. But I don't know. Where, I don't even know what she's got to save. They're telling me that the Futurama. There you go. Thank you. I knew that was the name of that. I knew somebody would know the name of that show. Futurama. That was a, uh, yeah. Bill, that's like getting knocked out while shadow boxing. <laughs> How do you come in second against nobody? That kind of thing. Um, this has happened in a Democratic gubernatorial primary in 2014. Now, she is prohibited from running in the party-run caucus. So they ignored the state and dismissed its process as rigged for Trump. And so she came to South Carolina ahead of the 20. February 24th primary and hopscotch between wealthy California enclaves to raise money and rally ahead of the March 5th Super Tuesday primary. And uh, therein lies the problem. Because getting out there and courting these kind of people to fundraise for you, that means very shortly, Nikki, you're just beholden to all kinds. You would have been beholden to Reed Hoffman and all these other guys that have been giving you money, cutting you checks. They would expect you to produce because, you know, after all, they got their girl in there. And Nikki would be a very incompetent president, I do believe. Because I still, I have looked around, I've been trying to figure out exactly, besides taking down the uh, the Confederate flag, exactly what did she do that was beneficial for the state? What was the thing, what was her signature thing that Nikki Haley did after riding that uh, Tea Party wave in the office, Cowabunga baby, what did she do that was beneficial for the state? I mean, that's a genuine question. Did she do anything? I guess would be another good question. So, <laughs> uh, I just when when I saw that I was like this this you can't write this kind of stuff. That's like a skit. That's like a meme. You can't make that kind of stuff up. Coming in second to nobody. None of the above. 
No thank you, ma'am. See, if she wins the nomination, I'd vote for her. I'd be very distressed that we had not, once again, we could not get cohesive enough to figure out what was going on and do a little critical thinking. But, you know, I'm in it to win it by any means necessary. Period. Forget Marquis of Queensbury rules. Forget fair. I'm in it to win it. If that means that in order to save the uh, save the Constitution, I might have to shift some people in the back, let me get out my sharpening stone. <laughs> uh, one of the things that's going on right now with Nikki Haley and with the permitless carry and everything that's going on right now is the disinformation that's coming out regarding each and everything out there. So... So, that's what we're going to discuss, the disinformation nonsense. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, on your way home today, or maybe... If you're going grocery shopping today, if you've never shopped at an Ingalls market, you should go take a look at it. I have delivered to them for 20, well, not recently, but I delivered to them for 20 years. And the one thing that always caught my attention was that when I would go into the store, there was so much similarity in the way these things were laid out that it was so easy. It got to the point to where I knew where everything was in the, in the store and I was just a bread vendor. I knew where everything was at. So people would ask me, and I'd say, yeah, it's over there on that aisle. This is all based on this idea that they're going to lay these stores out to where it's very intuitive and very easy to find. Nice, big, wide aisles split in the middle to where you can cut between without having to go the length of the aisle to get to the next aisle. How convenient is that? It's really convenient. I'll tell you how convenient it is. They have a deli. That is, I mean, it's as good as any meat and three restaurant you're going to find out there with the good old school customer service. The only thing they don't have are servers. They've got everything else. You want a sub sandwich? They'll make it for you fresh while you wait. A meat department with anything you want. Anything you want. Any staple that you're looking for. And the best cuts of beef. Seafood selection. All that stuff. Truly a great, great shopping experience. Because they... Fully expect you to expect more out of them. So, if you haven't tried them yet, or if you don't know what's for dinner, if you don't know what's for lunch, you should take a moment and just go and explore your local Ingalls Market. <laughs> 